Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hi, this is Patrice Nwuka, Senior Policy Analyst with the Independent Women's Forum. And today we've got a really great discussion topic. Um, I'm welcoming my guest here, Antonia Okafor. She's the founder and CEO of Empowered. And like me, she's a young black conservative woman uh, in today's uh, society. Um, we've, we've seen what happens when high profile black musicians and celebrities like uh, Kanye West are coming forward, making room for independent thought and, and the backlash has ensued. So I wanted to bring Antonia on to, to talk to us today just about what it means, uh, what, what this moment in history means, if this is a tipping point, um, and you know, how we can continue to reach out to the black community uh, about ideas of freedom and economic opportunity and, and economic uh, liberty, you know, and how that resonates with this community. So Antonia, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Hi, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Great. Well, let's just dive right in. Uh, so a, a couple of weeks, so recently, uh, Kanye West really stirred the pot <laughs> by tweeting lots of interesting things, things that apparently are controversial, uh, things like, uh, you know, people should respect other people and not just follow the general trend or consensus, um, things like we have freedom of speech, but not freedom of thought. He, he, uh, he, he said that he liked the, the thoughts of a conservative uh, black woman, Candace Owens, and, and how she was thinking about you know, the Democratic Party and Blacks in America today. Surprisingly, <laughs> he's received quite a bit of backlash and people are calling him crazy, et cetera, et cetera. But I would love to talk with you, you know, about what this means. Um, you know, you know what, do you, what have you taken away from the, the tweets that he's made and the firestorm that has ensued? Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. That same week, actually, maybe even the same day, um, I was actually dealing with my own type of uh, storm um, with finding out that a, a writer at Texas State University wrote an op-ed calling me a token, um, saying that I, because I push um, gun rights activism as a black woman, that you know I'm being used by conservatives to do so. I'm not using my brain, and I can't use independent thought apparently. So it was interesting. I I kind of heard about the Kanye West thing not too long after that, but. Um, maybe it was supposed to happen together that same week. And um, I, I, it's interesting, too, because, you know, I'm still kind of I'm a little reserved with it. I, I think it's great that we're having this conversation. Um, I might be a little of a skeptic now just because, you know, I want to make sure that this is legit. And I even think Connie West wrote saying that he's not 100 percent sure that he could have called himself a conservative, but I just, I'm glad we're having this conversation. And uh, the fact is, is that this allegiance, and, you know, the fact that we have we use allegiance with the Democratic Party is, is should concern anyone um, that, you know, that a whole group of people, African-Americans, overwhelmingly vote for one party um, should always been something of concern for anyone. And it was concern for me um, a few years ago when I changed from being a progressive and voting for Obama to realizing that I have conservative values and beliefs. So I'm glad we're having this conversation on no, national that's nice level. You know, that's an interesting point. I would love for you to share, you know, what, how you went from being an Obama, Obama supporter um, to where you are right now. And, you know, I, I was remiss in not talking more about Empowered, which is really about um, empowering young women to um, to exercise their Second Amendment rights, especially on campus. And so I think that's a, a, it's a phenomenal 
area. So talk talk to us about how you came to become a conservative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's not the sexy end. I always get this, like, how do you change? And you know what? Um, for one, it's important to know that my family, um, you know, I grew up in a family that's very Democrat, Democratic leaning, leaning and um, they still are. They voted for Bernie and Hillary last election. Um, we did not talk for a, a week after <laughs> Trump was elected, so that was interesting. But um, I think one of the unique things about me, maybe, is that, you know, I've always been someone who wanted to question um, authority um, or the status quo. And I've always been the person right, raising my hand and, and wondering why. Um, and in 2012, uh, when I decided to vote for Obama one more time, um, I decided I was not going to vote for him anymore after that because, um, you know, I am about to graduate, I was about to graduate college and realized that this economy that NPR had told, told me every day in, in my um, in my car that the economy was doing great, that it really wasn't doing so great. And um, just looking at the African-American community, which I did, I realized that you know, we were not, we were not doing well. Um, unemployment rates were really high for us. Uh, also, um, you know, we were more on welfare um, dependency than we were before President Obama. So really was just looking at that alone, uh, voting for President Obama, because I believe as a black man that he was going to um, help our community and realizing the stats did not show that um, made me start to question a lot about the Democratic Party and who I voted for and realizing my values in the end. Um, if they actually uh, coincide with what with, with their principles are, and they didn't. Um, but it was because I was, you know, taking a public policy class and really delving into the issues. Most people don't do that. And so I think that's really the big change for me, was able to research and increase my knowledge about what are my values and do they actually reconcile with the party, and they didn't. You know, you, you make a very interesting point, um, which is that uh, there are a lot of black people who have oaths of allegiance to the to the Democratic Party or to the left. Um, well, I did a, a paper recently where I, I talked about the historical roots of both parties. And really, it was the Republican Party that has always fought for the freedom, independence of and, um, and rights, civil rights of blacks. It wasn't until maybe around mm. Lyndon B. Johnson, where you saw a great migration um, from, of the black community to, uh, to more of the progressive um, uh, side of the, the fence. Uh, and, and so I think there's, you know, people have voted the way they have for generations, and they feel like they, are, they owe uh, one party versus another their allegiance. And, and I really think they don't. Um, you know, what I, what, what I appreciated about Kanye West's comments is that you, you don't have to necessarily belong to the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, but you actually should be independent. Um, and, and, and really, everyone should be vying for your vote by putting forward the best policy solution. Um, so, Absolutely. you know, when you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, how the black community is doing. Um, you, I grew up in Boston, live in D.C., you were out in Texas. You know, what are you seeing in the black community and, and where are the areas where you feel like the, the Trump administration has actually made some, made some headway? You know, well, particularly because I'm a gun rights activist, I pay attention to the Second Amendment community um, a lot. And what I'm seeing, or we have been seeing um, in the last few years, is that there's a, a big uptick of black gun owners and people not just being, you know, buying guns, but also being vocal that they have them and that they're proud to have them. Um, but, and I'm seeing, especially with black women, that stats have shown that in Texas, particularly that we're the fastest growing um, demographic of gun owners. 
in America. Um, I think that has to do with that, that coincides with this um, independent thinking. Um, you know, it's about self-defense. It's about, well, in the end, if I can't really, you know, trust uh, the law enforcement or, or whatever um, to protect me, then maybe I need to protect myself. And that comes from realizing that you have a right to freedom and have a right to liberty and to, and to individual, um, you know, liberty in general. And so I think having those, those single issues um, have been able to kind of open the door to talking about other values, um, whether that's, you know, conservative values or just being independent in general. Um, I think that's been very helpful and, and people who are wanting to kind of, uh, be missionaries in, in a sense and talking to the people who don't traditionally get that type of messaging. Because, you know what, in the end, I think it is because it's a white and black issue. Unfortunately, the race issue is a white and black issue and it's very prominent because, you know, we as African-Americans, we were the only minorities that were part of slavery. And that's always going to be something that's reality. But I think because of that, um, we're seeing, you know, 88% of African-Americans voted for um, the, the Democratic Party last election versus Latinos who voted 66% um, for Hillary. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of that dynamic, that very obvious white-black um, difference there that unfortunately the Democrats have taken the narrative and um, have done a very good job with messaging that regardless of the values that, that those people have, don't forget that they're racist. And that has effectively um, kept people who are even very educated from looking at the principles and the values that actually might um, coincide with what they have and what they believe um, more than the other side. So I think we need to do a better job about messaging and we have that opportunity now Mm -hmm. um, more so than before. But I think we have to be cognizant that, you know, there are people who legitimately do think that is a reason not to switch to the other side or at least not be vocal to be on the other side. You know, you, you make a really great point, which is um, something I was going to get to next, which is, you know, uh, just outreach to the black community. Um, I, I think they're, they're unfortunately, our, our conservatives sometimes are hesitant to get into identity politics um, and to yeah. feel like, you know, they need to reach out to particular groups. Um, you know, do you, it sounds to me like you're saying, it's not uh, about, you know, betraying your values, but really just communicating your values through messages that are targeted at certain communities where it makes sense. You know, um, you know, what are one or two issues, issue areas where you think that um, that conservatives can really reach out to blacks? I would say gun rights, gun rights. I mean, um, even the <laughs> RNC has said that uh, it really is statistically. I have spoken to people on the RNC and they said that when they did um, outreach and, for example, in Detroit, the biggest num- the biggest um, attendance they've had have been on gun rights. Um, African-Americans, wow. I mean, that's traditionally something that we use. We use firearms to be able to protect us- ourselves from the yeah. KKK after, you know, slavery. Um, so we have a long tradition with that. And unfortunately, Democrats have hijacked it with their gun control um, and, and then also, you know, relating it to Chicago. No, Chicago is still, or Chicago, Baltimore, you know, what have you, St. Louis, um, they are the most uh, highly restricted gun, restricted areas, but yet we're seeing deaths increase every year, particularly in the African-American community. Why? So I think that's one of the biggest things that we can be talking about and be in the forefront. We have mm-hmm. to go there. We cannot just, you know, yeah, Kanye West is great and everything. Twitter is great, but we have to be on the ground. We have to go there and talk to them face to face. That's what I'm doing with my re- out- outreach tour right now. 
on college campuses. Um, but even I, I know I can do a better job. But, you know, another thing I think is the economic issue um, with President Trump. Um, he got he got 13 percent of the African-American um, male vote um, who are college yeah. educated. And I think that's because it has a lot to do with the fact that they're looking at the bottom line. You know, it comes down to, you know, who is going to make sure that I'm able to be an entrepreneur or be a small business owner or, you know, just not have as much taxes taken out of my paycheck. I mean, that's something that's, that's transparent and um, something that can go through any type of um, gender or um, race lines. So I think those two issues, we must continue to focus on those two things. They're key. They're simple, but simple is not always easy. So I think those two things. Well, I think that's a really great way for us to end. Um, two key issues of uh, gun rights um, and economic opportunity for Blacks. Those are really two great opportunities for us um, from the conservatives to be able to to reach the Black community. Uh, and as you said, they're they're simple, but it's simple is not always easy. And so I can absolutely, absolutely agree that I can be doing more of my part to be on the ground, making sure people understand that at the end of the day, you know, we all want the same things. We want to know that we can take care of ourselves and our families. We want to know that our family is safe. You know, we want to know that mm-hmm. our, our our nation is secure and prosperous. And I think, you know, even if we disagree on policies, um, if if we have the same, if we have that mindset, we can reach people. So. Antonia, thank you so much for spending a few minutes talking about, you know, the issue, the pop culture issue, but really the broader issue about empowering the black community through more freedom and and greater opportunity. Thank you so much to our listeners again. At IWF, we say all issues are women's issues, and we're proud to bring you common sense solutions um, to educate and serve uh, men and, oh, oh, sorry, let me do that again. I'm taking that from a different one. Okay, one, two, three. Thank you to our listeners. As we say at IWF, all issues are women's issues, and we're proud to bring you common sense solutions to today's uh, pressing issues. If you're a regular follower, uh, if you enjoy our podcast, we would really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes because those reviews help more people find the show. So please look us up on iTunes, rate us and review us. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or Stop by IWF.org for similar content.